Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Series on fighting to eliminate fear. Achieving God's purpose for our lives. Achieving God's purposes for our lives. Now last week we started uh, the messages uh, on eliminating fear, fighting to eliminate fear. And the, the thing that's interesting is that even though fear is a, it felt dismantling uh, emotion and it's aroused by uh, would be impending danger or evil and it could be uh, thought of and not in reality, it could be imagined, still people say fear is real. Now, we said that God is really, God is the God that he knows everything. He's the creator of everything. And what he says goes. And so we started going into what God said in his word. And last week we said in First uh, John that there is no fear in love. The perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment and that uh, anybody who's fear, then they're not perfected in love. So we went over that. We talked about in first uh, in second Timothy that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear or timidity or cowardice, but a power, love, and a sound mind. We said in Proverbs that God says that the fear of man brings a snare, but the person or anyone who puts their trust in God will be safe. And then we uh, talked about in Romans chapter uh, 4, and we talked about that God really told us that we haven't been given the spirit uh, again of really uh, where we are, um, what we call in bondage about anything. He hasn't given us a spirit of bondage uh, but uh, to fear again, but he's given us a spirit of adoption that cries out, Abba, Father. So when we have the word of God on things, we won't receive what the enemy has given us or wants to put on us. We're not going to receive it because we know what God says. And that's the important thing. What does God say? So when we uh, ended up in Ephesians, let's begin there in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 10. Let's uh, begin there. It's very important for us to realize that fear is of the devil. It's not of God. God doesn't want us fearing. And so that's what we've been through with the word of God. And in um, verse, start, let's, let's start in verse, chapter, chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his strength. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we struggle not with uh, flesh and blood, but with uh, against the rulers, against the powers, against the uh, world forces 
of this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, it tells us, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. And so anytime fear comes, we want to resist it. We want to stand firm by having on the whole armor of God. And it tells us what that armor is. It says in verse 14, stand firm, therefore having your uh, lawns girt about with truth. So we have what God says about the thing. Not what the enemy says, but what God says. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, to all, taking the shield of faith, which will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So we have to realize that, that, that we have to have trust in God and what he said in order to extinguish anything that the enemy tries to throw at us and, and he tries to throw fear at us. And so these are the helmet of salvation, uh, having, on this, having the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I like to have prayer also as part of my armor because we want to pray in all prayer at all times uh, in the spirit uh, with this in view, uh, being alert, perseverance, and a petition for all the saints. That's important. So I, I like to use that as part of my armor. And so this is important for us to realize is that God wants us to stand against the enemy, against fear. And as we, we go through some of the things that uh, we said fear is real, last week we said that. And so if fear is real and we know that God doesn't want us to fear and we want to fight against it, stand against it, stand firm against it, then what are some of the areas that we have to stand firm against? One of the areas that I believe is that some of us may have fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Now, I don't know whether that's true with you, but in Scripture, there are places where that happened. Let's look at Acts chapter 8, verse 25. Let's turn there. Acts 8, verse 25. If we have fear of the unknown, we cannot achieve, which is the title of the message today, the purposes of God. How can we achieve what God purposed for us if we fear the unknown? Because God is going to tell us to do things that He's not going to give us the full, the full uh, information on the, on, on the situation. He's not going to give us the full information. But he expects us to trust him. And we can't fear the unknown if we're going to achieve the purposes of God. If he tells us to go in all the world to, to uh, make disciples of all nations, uh, to teach them the things that he's taught us, then if we're going to make disciples, he says we're supposed to make disciples, then baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, how are we going to make disciples if we are afraid of what may happen? Well, I don't know whether uh, I need to say something to this person. I don't know whether this, uh, we fear the unknown. We do not need to fear the unknown. 
we cannot achieve the purposes which God wants us to achieve as a congregation, as a uh, body of Christ, as an individual. We cannot do it if we're going to fear the unknown. And so in Acts 8, let's start in verse 25. It says, So when they had Solomon testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem. And we're talking about Peter and John because Peter and John had been sent uh, to, uh, to, to uh, find out what is this going on with Philip and, and, and uh, uh, everything that's going on because they, we, we hear they're receiving the Holy Spirit. So what's going on? And so they sent them. And so now they're on their way back. And it says that, and they started back to Jerusalem where, and were preaching the gospel to many villages in, uh, of Samaria. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up, go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. Now, he didn't give him any other information, no information other than that. Get up, and I want you to go south to the road that ascends from Jerusalem. And he could tell us, I want you to go, uh, start going south towards Asa Vista. Get up, and I want you to go south. Well, are we going to get up and go south? Or are we going to say, wait a minute, I don't want to go south because I don't know what's, what's going on. Give me more information if you want me to go south. Now, what will happen if we say that? Do you think we're going, God's going to say, well, oh, I, 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 excuse me, I forgot to tell you. He's not going to do that. Either we're going to obey or we're not going to obey. Is that correct? You can't walk in the Spirit and have all the information you want to have and don't have to worry about the unknown because it's a, de- it's a desert road. So Philip doesn't know, well, man, there might be some, some, some people want to rob me. It might be, it's a desert road. I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to do that. And he might ask some of his friends, hey, an angel told me I need to go south. What do you think? <laughs> now, we know that Satan sometimes he will manifest himself as an angel of light. Is it an angel of light? Or is it a real angel? What is it? What is it? What did Philip do? Let's look at it. In verse 27. So he got up and went. That's what he did. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch of the of court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. Now he didn't tell him, any other information? 
but grew up and joined the church. Now, we have other information. We know that within the chariot is a unit. We know who the unit was because God showed it to us here in his word. He told it to us. Now, I don't know whether he told Phil. Hey, hey, Phil, let me tell you something. You see that chariot right there? This chariot has a eunuch in it. This eunuch is an official of Candace. And, and this eunuch, he, he, he's responsible for all the treasure there. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you, and he's going to be talking uh, and out loud reading the book of Isaiah. And I want you to do this. Did he give him that information? No. He just said, okay, go join yourself to this chariot. Suppose he told us that. Would we go, go, go south 29 towards after the start there? Now, you're going to see a car on the side of the road. Go and stop there and pull over the side and ask them uh, whether they need any help. Now, that doesn't sound too smooth, does it? Come on, really? Does it sound like, like, like this is, that would be God? You said, no, that doesn't sound like that would be God. Well, I wonder what does it sound like to Philip when he's telling him that. It's unknown. So Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet. So that's when he found out what he was doing. When, when he was there. And said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, well... How could I unless someone guides me? So what is God doing? God is sending a man of God. He's sending somebody to help this eunuch to understand the things of him so he can take it back to Ethiopia. And so he used Philip. Can he use us? When it comes to the unknown or are we going to fear the unknown and might be out of God's will do do you understand now of course you're going to have to sometimes test things out you know um, a lot of people most people probably haven't seen an angel Have, have anybody in here talked to an angel okay so uh, we you know we, we might not have heard like you know Philip heard, uh, but we have ways of hearing from God. Now, here's something very interesting. Now, I believe there are people who, like vocationally, vocationally, vocation sometimes is unknown, isn't it? Sometimes. It's really unknown what God has for you. Some of us are here today only by the grace, all of us here by the grace of God, but God led us to where we are right now. God led us. You see? And it was unknown at one time. It was unknown what was going to happen. And it, it was that way with me, uh, in, in many ways, one in just coming to Lynchburg out of college, I had no idea anything about Lynchburg, except it didn't sound good. 
Yeah. It just didn't sound good. Lynchburg, it didn't sound good. Not to me, coming from, you know, where I came from, it didn't sound good at all. Uh, uh, but I came. And everything was unknown to me when I got to Lynchburg. Every single thing. And to leave North Carolina coming here, I knew no one. I had no relatives, no support system, no nothing when I came here. And so that to me is unknown. And I uh, had a, uh, in doing, talking to, um, I guess, the superintendent, Dr. Harold Lamb at the time, uh, he found somewhere for me to stay. And it was, it was an older lady uh, named Miss Faulkner that's two houses behind Hutchinson Funeral Home on Fifth Street. And that was unknown. I've never stayed in a house with a stranger. And I just had a room. That's all. I just had, had a room. And she said, well, if you stay here, you're going to have to go to church with me. So I said, well, okay. Uh, I'll go to church. I mean, that's your rule. I'll go to church. Yeah. But I was not a church-going person. Yeah. All this is unknown. And she said, I'm going to feed you. And that's unknown because I've never eaten food uh, away from home except in the diner hall. And if, if, if I was going to die, everybody was going to die. You know, uh, but in this house, you know, you sometimes you if you if you look at horror movies and stuff, you know, somebody, you know, somebody gonna uh, feed you a little, you know, soup and and stuff, and and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, you start forgetting things, you start not walking funny and stuff, uh, you know, unknown stuff, unknown stuff, you see, unknown stuff, and and so. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, how many of you know what I'm talking about is that there are a lot of unknown things when God has uh, you to do things. A lot of unknown things. And some of us sometimes are afraid to let our children venture out because it's unknown. And it's known at our house. Like me, I have three daughters. So, you, you know, you got to, hey, stay here in Lynchburg around us because if you go somewhere else, it's unknown. Or you don't know anybody, and you know somebody here. If you get locked out of your car, I can come, you know, open the car door for you. That's some reason to have somebody to stay in Lynchburg, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, some of you know what I'm talking about. You won't let your kids go anywhere because you're afraid of the unknown. Afraid of the unknown. And I want to tell us today, by the word of God, we cannot achieve the purposes of God if we are fearing the unknown. We have to go with it. We have to go with it. And and that's what I was telling uh, in in the class this morning. I was telling, um, what was that? I think it was, yeah, during the class I was telling that uh, when I first did my student teaching uh, from North Carolina Central University, North Carolina Central, 
uh, is a, uh, I guess it's all black. We might have a light-skinned person there. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, in, in Durham, North Carolina. And they, did, they, they did, gave me my student teaching assignment in Durham, North Carolina at a, a white junior high school. That's unknown. You see what I'm saying? Unknown territory. Never been around any of uh, the fair-skinned race. Never been around in, in, in you know, before that experience. Heard a lot of good, I heard a lot, no, heard a lot of things. I said, <laughs> <laughs> heard a lot of things, you know. Uh-huh. And, and so, the unknown, unknown stuff. And then when I came here, and they put me in Lincoln Junior High School, unknown things. You see what I'm saying? Unknown. Uh, but, and then the next summer, I got married, and then I brought my wife here, and we had nobody to help us do anything. When, I think both of us got sick one time. That was a pitiful sight. You know? <laughs> because you have nobody. You have nobody. You, you know, you call home if you want to, but North Carolina is a long way from Lynchburg, so we had nobody. When she uh, got pregnant with Ivy, had nobody. You know, nobody uh, to come over and say, you know, can we fix you a meal? Because I know we're already here. I know he's hungry. I know, you know, <laughs> you can't fix nothing. You know, uh, nobody to help us do anything. Unknown. We're in Lynchburg. Unknown. But how many of you know that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives? And we have to venture out in the unknown, unknown as long as it's not weird. You know, don't venture out into the weird just because it's unknown. But you have to hear from God. And as you're going about the things that he's called you to do, then uh, obviously it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And everything has worked out. I am where I am today only because all I did is step out into a lot of unknown things. When I came to this church, it was a, uh, in the, down down the street uh, on Timberlake, across from the Holly Davidson place, uh, that that building there, and Miss Dorsey said, uh, "Are you come to church with me?" Because I didn't want to go to Catholic Church for Minerva. So uh, Minerva said, "You find somewhere for us to go." So we took our daughter and went to uh, what's called Faith Christian Fellowship, which is now Cornerstone. Uh, we changed the name when we got the second pastor, and. I have never been to a church in the back of a piano company. Unknown. I'm used to a church, steeple, people going to church, not going in the back of a building, a back room. You don't know whether they're going to be handling snakes. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. Unknown. Unknown. I know. But I thank God that I trusted Miss Dorsey and I came uh, because I am where I am today only because I stepped into the unknown. And it was unfamiliar and it was undesirable, matter of fact. A lot of things they did back there in that room. 
Uh, but I stuck it out because they, the pastor opened the Bible and he read from the Bible. And I did know that if you're reading from the Bible, then um, we're, we're okay. All this other weird stuff that was going on, I didn't know whether that was okay or not. Uh, uh, but I stuck it out because I don't want to be out of God's will. And I know one thing about it, that God has never, ever, ever failed us. Has he? Never, ever. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, even to the end. So I know that if I'm, I'm walking step by step in the will of God, and not the weird stuff of the enemy, but in the flesh, that I know I'm going to end up in the right place because what parent is going to lead a child into uh, uh, weird stuff and, and, and down the alley where they're going to be sabotaged, their life going to be sabotaged? No parent is going to do that. So I knew that if I, all I do is just keep stepping, keep stepping, and, and keep uh, asking questions about this Bible right here and learning this Bible, then I'll I I be okay. But I'm telling you, the unknown is real. Okay? Another uh, fear can be the fear of failure. The fear of failure. I can, I, that, that, that wants to latch on me all the time. But we have to fight against it. You see, you've got to fight against the failure. Let's turn to Acts chapter 10, verse 1. And we can see where, well, let's, let's skip over that one. Let's skip over that one. Let, let's go to Matthew chapter 25. Let's go there. Matthew 25. And let's go to verse 14. And, 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 and this one is very interesting. It says, for... It's just like a man, talking about the kingdom, it's, like a, it's just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each one according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gain five more. Uh, the same manner, the one who had two talents gained two more. But, the, but he who received one talent went away, dug a hole in, in the ground, and hid his master money. Now, we do know the story, don't we? We know that everybody said to everybody that did what they were supposed to do, the master said, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 24. Let's look there. In verse 24, and the one, and the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew to you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was, what's that word? Afraid. That word is like terrified. Okay? And went away 
and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For everyone who has more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In the place, in that place, there will be reaping, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, this person is an example to me of a person who's afraid of failure. Afraid of failure. Because he said, if I, t- if I lose this talent, man, he's going he's gonna to get on my case. He's gonna, it's going to be terrible. He's afraid to do something that God has, or his master had left him to do. And so he ended up losing it all, didn't he? And see, God said to the ones who, who ventured out and wasn't afraid of failure because the ones who had the, the, the five talents, the two talents, they could have lost it. They could have lost Anytime you're investing, anytime you are, are trying to uh, uh, use money to make more money, how many of you know there's a possibility you can lose some money? But for sure, if you take your money and just put it on a jar and put it in the ground, you won't lose it, but you're not going to gain it, are you? You're not going to gain a thing because you're afraid of failure. We cannot be afraid of failure as a body of Christ because we have the King of kings, the Lord of lords. We have God Almighty, the creator of all things. We have uh, someone who has our back. We have somebody who's going before us. We have somebody who all around us. We have Jesus Christ, don't we? We have the Holy Spirit with us. How in the world can we fail walking in the Spirit? You can't fail walking in the Spirit. You can only fail walking in the flesh. So we have to decide, am I walking in the flesh? Am I walking in the Spirit? Am I being obedient to God? Uh, am I, uh, what am I doing? So you have to think of that when you're, when you're thinking about failure. Some people don't go to school because they're afraid they might fail. Some people don't take a job that's a challenge because they might think they will, they're going to fail. I could have not taken this responsibility that I have today 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, the 19 and a half years ago. I could have not taken this opportunity. Uh, matter of fact, I was afraid. Uh, I was afraid that God, I'm 50 years old, if if this doesn't work, if I'm just stepping out on faith because the opportunity is here, and I call it faith, and I'm stepping out 
uh, and, 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 you know, uh, presumption, then what's going to happen is that I'm not going to be able to get back in the school system because they're not going to hire a 50-year-old jumping jack teacher. They're not going to do it because uh, they had to pay me too much money. They might as well pay these young, young people money rather than paying me. God, what am I going to do? I'm too lazy to dig. You know, you, know, you know the story in the Bible, right? But I am, though. I'm too lazy to dig. I'm not digging, brother. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't dig nothing. Uh, yeah, so don't you dig garden? And I don't plant nothing. <laughs> I don't plant nothing but money. I plant, you know, I plant seeds, money, but I don't plant, plant nothing. Because uh, cause I, I don't like outdoors. Bugs and flies and nets. I don't like outdoors. So, so it, it's very important for... And, and so I want y'all to know, you know, that, that those people God has gifted to be outdoors. Praise God. Praise God. You know, because, you know, I need you. I need you. Right? I need you. Uh, and praise God for those who like to stay in the house and study. Because we need those too, don't we? We need those too. Okay? Uh, but but I, I, I know that I... So God, you know I don't want to, don't want to fail. I don't, I want to, don't want to fail. Well, he said, well, oh, this will help. The, the, the teacher called me. Uh, the 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 people's uh, superintendent of instruction, superintendent of instruction called me. And said, hey, hey, Willie, uh, we got a, we, we got a, a need for a teacher part time, and I know you retired, but why don't you keep your foot in the door just in case that pastor thing doesn't work out? Yeah. How many of you know that's tempting? That's woo yes, yes, Lord. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Whenever I hear it from the Lord, yeah. She said, no, you didn't. You ain't from the Lord. You ain't from the Lord. How does she know I didn't hear from the Lord? Yeah, he doesn't speak fear. He he. he you know, he doesn't, he speaks faith, right? So stepping out in the unknown, that's faith, isn't it? It, it was unknown. Step out in faith. And so she said, well, now, you don't need no foot and no door. Because, uh, uh, you know, you are going to be in faith. If we're going to make this thing, you're going to have to be in faith. I said, okay. So I called the teacher back. I, I said, oh, no, I got to be in faith. You know, <laughs> great man of fear. I got to be in faith. I got to be in faith. Yeah. But how many of you know that she told me right? And so that's why young people, when you're trying to hear from God, you need, you need to talk to people. You need to other seasoned people to, to, you know, know what's going on because sometimes you think you're hearing, but you're not hearing. You're not hearing from God. You know, you're really, and, and, and those who are uh, asked, hey, uh, you know, this is what I'm think I'm, I'm hearing. Don't automatically tell people what you think they ought to they ought to do. If it were you, you pray and say, I'll, I'll, I'll seek God with you, and I'll pray that you hear from God. If I hear anything, then I'll let you know. Don't just automatically tell them, no, that's not God. God doesn't want you to do this right here, especially if it's not Scripture, because you can be projecting your fears on them. Okay, so I'm, I'm just telling you that I have, oppor- have an opportunity for all that I'm talking about 
the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, and and I'm still facing the fear of failure. And I, I, I believe there's more than just me. But, you know, fear of the unknown, because if you're ever going to get married, that's, that's unknown, isn't it? Isn't it? You, you don't have to fear it, but it's unknown. It's unknown. You don't know what's going to happen, do you? You know? I'm, I'm just telling you. Uh, now, we know what the Bible says, so if you, if you do what the Bible says, then, then it's going to work out. But sometimes we don't. And sometimes we don't know the person like we thought we knew the person. And it doesn't work out like we thought it was going to work. But that's still fear of the unknown. We're going to have to trust God, don't we? We're going to have to trust God. So I just want to encourage us today in two areas. Is just trusting him for the unknown and trusting him uh, for, uh, you know, for victory because we cannot fear failure. We just can't fear failure and we can't fear the unknown. Um, and and I, I, I will tell you other things, but, but the time has gone today. Um, and it's important for me also to be a type of person that, that I want to share things with you, but I'm not sharing with you uh, just to talk about me because uh, I can bring any of you up here and I guarantee you, some of you have some fear. Am I right? Some of you have some fear. And some of you can share those fears. And if you have uh, 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 you know, a story about anything that could be of value, how you overcame things, because that's what we're going to talk about next week, how do you then really overcome this thing? Because it is real. Fears just try to latch on to you because the enemy tries to do that. He tries to put this fear on you. And God has not given you a spirit of fear, of timidity, or cowardice. He's given you a fear of a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that's what we want to concentrate on today. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call.